you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. Good evening everyone. I welcome you once more in the presence of the Lord in your father's house. And I also want to use the time to welcome those who are watching online. You know, even most of you that are going to watch later on, I still welcome you. We love you and we appreciate you. Uh, I have a you know, two-minute video before we go into the word. Uh, I just want you to watch this vi uh, video of two minutes, you know, with deep reverence, you know, just give all your mind, all your attention, so that this few minutes of video will speak to your heart. Thank you. Where shall I be when the first the sun? Oh, where shall I be when the sun so loud? When the sun so loud as to wake up the dead? Oh, where shall I be when the sun? talk to the Lord in prayer where will you be where will you be where shall I be when the first the sun oh where shall I be when the sun so loud when the sun so Wake up the 
shall I be when the first trumpet sound? Oh, when shall I be when it sounds so loud? When it sounds so loud. I believe uh, some of you will be wondering what it's all about. This song in the background said, Where shall I be when he come? When the rapture take place, what will be your fate? Do you know when the rapture will take place? You know, once one breathes his last breath, your own rapture has taken place. Do you remind yourself every day, even while you leave, how you pursue things of life, how you think about things of life? You know, I, uh, let me share this with you. When I was preparing this sermon, so I read a couple of verse. I just lay down to rest. Once I closed my eyes, I heard this voice like very loud, like a thunder. It said, stick in the Holy Ghost. I was so shocked. I opened my eyes. I looked around. I thought someone, perhaps, or the on a television, no one was there. Stick in the Holy Ghost. And that is the message I have for you. What is that about sticking the Holy Ghost? Live in righteousness. I don't know if you have this uh, experience. When I'm feeding my daughter Grace, I lost appetite. I'm not able to eat again. We are so busy in running around inside the church, you know, trying to fix a program. See, all these things are good we're doing. But we forgot to check ourselves. We forgot to ask ourselves questions. So, I will be going to be, you know, learning from the book of Ephesians this evening. 5 verse 15 to 18. There's three chapters. Let's read. One to go. We read. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are good. Next verse. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Next. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Next. So, look at this video, this picture. You know, I, I imagine a lot of things while preparing this sermon. The most of the pictures I wanted to put, but I couldn't do it because of the time factor. I was running around for many issues. Now, in verse 1, you will see what Apostle Paul talked about. He said, be careful. Apostle Paul was addressing the church of Ephesians. The church of Ephesus. You know, this church, these people, they are all Christians, right? They are all born again. They, they know the scripture. They know Christ. They confess Christ. They believe in Christ. But perhaps, Apostle Paul would have received an information 
That is what I felt. Or, when he was there previously, he noticed something that needed to be addressed for him to write this letter to them. So I do a little research. I come to find out that this place, the location was found close to Turkey. And it was a, you know, a, a, on seashore. And if you understand, any, peop, any group of people that are surrounded by sea, they live a life, they, you know, they live a high life. They always get themselves you know, intoxicated with alcohol. So Apostle Paul knew there is something wrong about this place that needs to be addressed. That you Christians shouldn't live in this way. You should stick in the Holy Ghost because this is the reason why you were called. This is a calling of holy living, a righteous living. So Apostle Paul said, be careful. So I, you know, I begin to think, what are other words that align with carefulness? It says, watchful, observant, mindful, hateful. In other words, being attentively to avoid danger or risk or errors. What are the errors we do? In this journey, see, this is a journey of righteous living. And when you are in journey, it's very important for you to be very observant, be very attentively, be very watchful. Now, if you look at the, the, the picture of the mode, you see the place is so dirty. You know, I have a previous video where, you know, it has a potholes with a lot of water. So, I imagine if I'm walking, pressing my phone, you know, I wouldn't know when I step my foot into the hole, right? What happened? I will fall and have wounds. And what happened? I'll feel the pain. That is what happened to us when we are not careful. This is what Apostle Paul is, was telling them, look, the way I want you to live, this is the way God wants you to live. God wants you to be very careful. And if you can go with me to the book of James 1 verse 25 let's read it it said but if you look carefully into the perfect law that set you free and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard then god will bless you for doing it that sets you free and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard then god will bless you for doing it so i just mark one word here it said look carefully into the perfect law that set you free into the perfect law that set you free so when i read this place i began to remember when we traveled to udubi with daddy you know daddy said you know we're going to drive you know we're going to switch time of driving so when i took the story i was driving i noticed there was uh, what they call it road maps like a sign you know the, the hills are so high and there was very curving, you know, cunning way. And if you don't follow or watch that road sign carefully, what happened to you? You pay out for the other side. Or, coincidentally, a car that is coming opposite will hit you. So, why do we look into the perfect law carefully? Is for we to avoid the unnecessary errors. Imagine you having an accident, you are joining to a, a destination that you have two hours on the way because of your carelessness. What happened? You got 
you know, involved into an accident. Tell me, will you meet up with the time? No, it's impossible, right? You will sit there trying to clarify what actually led to the accident. Police has to come. A lot of, you know, things will go. You will spend more time. And if you got injured, you will feel the pain. So it's very important for we to look into the perfect law. Because that word of God, this scripture, this Bible that we carry, is our own road sign. That is the road sign you have in your life. When I'm joining in my daily basis, what do I need to do? I need to look into this road sign that leads me to the right direction that I don't need to go into. You know, if you look at what this scripture says, it, says, it helps you to avoid unnecessary accident because it will also bless you when you look into it so carefully it will bless you and not just looking you have to do what you need to carry it in your heart don't forget it it's easy to study read as many hours you like but we often forgot what we have read so this has to do with courage. It's just like you know, uh, the book of Proverbs or Ecclesiastes saying, my son, it, it said, carry the book of the law. You know, wait like a bracelet that you may not forget. Amen. The book of Psalm, one verse one, because when we are careful, what it happens is it avoids us from going into you know, receiving unnecessary advices, you know, find ourselves in a company of wicked people, you know, become one of the mockers. So if you read the book of Psalm 1 verse 1, it said, Oh, the joy of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around the sinners or join with the mockers. So when you read the perfect law, when you look into it carefully, it's going to cause you joy. It's going to bring you joy instead of pain. But when you don't look into it perfectly, what happened? You will find yourself among of these people. And what will happen is always lead to miserable life. I pray that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. And the next word Apostle Paul addressed, it says, don't live like what? Fools. How does the food live? That's the question you should ask yourself. And you know, if you look at the, the word that is similar to fools, it says the carelessness, unthinking, unmindful, unconcerned, thoughtless, reckless, irresponsible. And we are not irresponsible. I believe Apostle Paul was telling this guy, look, I know you are not irresponsible. I know you are not careless. That is why I'm writing this letter to you. There is something that needs to be done and you need to do it very fast. So, if you read, let's, you know, look, the, uh, read Ecclesiastes 10 verse 3. What the Bible say? It say, you can identify fools just as by the way they walk down the street. What do you see? You can identify fools just 
as they walk down the street. What is the street? The journey of life. Your daily living. How you communicate. How you, how you listen to people. How you act. It said you can easily identify them by how they walk down the street. And if you understand, the fools, because you can identify them because, one, you see foolishness. You will see they always go with evil plans. Not just evil plans. They, they act on godliness. That comes to the book of Isaiah 32, verse 6. The Bible said, for fools speak foolishness and make evil plans. They practice on, God, on godliness and spread full, spread face teachings, false teachings. And not just that, about the Lord, and they deprive the hungry of food and give no water to the hungry. See, these fools, Apostle Paul was telling, look, this is how the food live. These fools, if you join their clique, this is what is going to happen. This is how you're going to live. And not just the way you're going to live. You're going to cause others pain. Because you will deprive those who are hungry. There are those who are thirsty in the church. There are those who are very hungry for the word. But because if you apply foolishness, you will deprive the, the brothers and the sisters of eating from the bread of life. From drinking from the fountain of life. So... For you people not to find yourself in this place, it also do a good work for the church to grow together. Amen. And the next thing you see, Apostle Paul was also addressing about how the wise live. You know, he said, but like those who are wise. Wise people are prudent, they, they are shrewd, they are clever, they are intelligent. They are, you know, you can also identify a wise person by how they position themselves, how you know, they, they, they direct, how they, they, they live their life. Also, the way they speak, the manners, how they speak, that is how you can identify the wise. And if you go down to the book of Proverbs with me, 14 verse 16, the Bible says, the wise are caution and avoid danger. Fools pledge ahead with reckless confidence. The wise are very caution. The same thing which I, you know, I shared earlier. When you take caution, how you live, you avoid unnecessary accident. You, are, you avoid unnecessary time waste. The wise are very cautious of how they live. Why are they very cautious? Not just to avoid danger, but also they know it helped them to go to the right way, to move to the right direction. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, verse 10, uh, chapter 10, verse 2, it said, A wise person choose the right road, a fool take the wrong one. A wise person take what the right road but the fool take the wrong one because the wise they are very conscious of how they live they are very watchful they you know they, they before them they put a step they, they are very watchful 
is this place good is this soil very strong for me to step my foot they don't just go instantly but a fool will always go into that you know have you have you noticed this sometime you know we go through one way mistakenly i don't know if it happened here back home it happens so many times with me because i didn't look at the road sign i was not conscious of where i'm going then i would hit the one way what happened the cops hold me and they have to make me pay for my crime because it's a crime so these are the unnecessary errors apostle paul is trying to levy the church of philistines to you know the efficiency to avoid and the next word apostle paul addressed in verse 16 it says make the most every opportunity in these evil days he said make sure you do what you make use of every opportunity you have in these evil days number one thing i want us to talk about is about the opportunity we have what is opportunity opportunity is chance space moment liberty occasion invent so i i, I thought of this if i'm given an opportunity to be among of the uh, Indian cricket team, and perhaps they won a penalty that this is only one chance they have. If I score the penalty, they won. If I don't, they lose the match. And they gave me this cricket stick. Then I just, you know, blow the ball away. And they lost the match. What happened? We have lost the chance. And that moment will never come back again. Have you asked yourself, how much time do I have on this earth? How much more do I have to live? Lord, when are you going to take me home? I believe this is what Apostle Paul was trying to teach these people. If you live so consciously about the space of time you have, you will live righteously right he said if you, you know we 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 touch this place in the uh, anchor group that's book of psalm 19 verse 12. he said this is the cry of david he said teach us he said teach us to realize the privity of life so that we may grow in wisdom the space of time that I have to live. How much more do I have? If you teach me, I'll be so conscious, I'll be so calculative, I'll be so mindful that I will save more, you know, I will save time. I can live accordingly, according to your wills and purpose. I love when uh, Sister Lucy sang this song, he said, in your presence, that's where I am always strong. When you go before the Lord, asking the right question, it gives you more strength, increase your wisdom, increase your understanding. It gives you inside of future. This is what David was crying for. I don't know what is your cry, but I want you to know the Lord wants to remind each one of us how much time do we have? Why was David crying this cry? Why Apostle Paul is telling the church of Ephesians about this? 
so that they can be so careful determined to do what please who the lord it's not about crying asking for the space time you have but to please the lord let's read ephesians 5 verse 10 the bible said carefully determine what pleases the lord carefully he didn't say please the lord he said carefully if you see that word carefully it's very very <laughs> deep than you thought sometimes we are doing things we say yes what i'm doing is right this is good but because you didn't watch carefully you have not notified the error i'm not saying i'm a saint in this but i try my possible best i always ask did i do wrong where did i make mistake please correct me because i love to receive advice if you are very conscious you'll be very careful what to do and how to please the lord what is this thing that please the lord what are the things that you are doing that needs to that if you do it right now it will please the lord that is the question from apostle paul in this place this is my turn my imagination you know the bible says in the book of psalm 34 verse 14 it says turn away from the evil turn away from the evil and do good set for peace and work to maintain it what do you do turn away from evil and do good not just doing good but you have to work to maintain it that is the message here work to maintain it see it's easy to get a car you know when we buy a car we are so excited whoa man i got a car you build a house we are so excited you build a house but when that house needs renovation and you don't have what it takes to renovate that house do you know how painful it is you see your house leaking you know water is coming inside the tenants all are crying on your head there is no light the window is off that is what apostle paul is saying to you i mean that is what the lord is saying through the letter of apostle paul he said work to maintain it and as you work to maintain it god will bless you why do we need to turn away why do we need to turn away so that we can avoid we will not be you know we will not find ourselves you know taking part of things that doesn't please the lord if you can go with me to the book of ephesians 5 verse 11 it said take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness he said, instead, expose them. When you turn away from evil and you work to maintain it, what you are doing, you are exposing the evil. You are exposing the wickedness. This place, Apostle Paul was trying to address them, the people of Ephesus. There's so much alcohol. Perhaps there's so much drugs also, prostitution. But if they turn away from this wicked way what will they do they will not be part of it 
Rather, they will expose it to the light of God. Amen. And I know someone is moving into that realm. You know, the next word I picked from the letter, the same verse 16, it says, in these evil days, when you expose the evil, what you are actually doing, you are enabling yourself to be fit to stand the days of trial. Do you know that? When you turn away from evil, and you disease from it, you walk and maintain it. Not just do you walk to maintain it, and you expose it, you are building yourself, not by your own strength, but by the power of the Holy Ghost, to stand against the days of the trials. Let's read the book of Matthew 24, verse 9. This is the word of Jesus. He said, then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed, and you will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. When you obey, when you expose, when you turn around, in other words, you notice and you realize, I'm a follower of Jesus. But even when I'm a follower of Jesus, I know these guys will not like me. Let me tell you the truth. If you go down to the pop shop now, and begin to speak about Christ. If you are not careful, you'll be hit. True or false? This is what Jesus is telling. Apostle Paul, I believe this is what he's trying to, you know, settle. When you begin to do good, when you notice who you are, these guys will hate you. And not just will they hate you, they will even go to the extent to kill you. If they don't kill you, they will at least give you some nice trial. But because you expose the sin, because you turn away from it, you will stand fame. That is what Jesus said. Why are we the follower of Jesus? Why? The reason why they, they turn away from it is because the Lord want them to know what to do and what not to do. Let's read the book of Psalm 22 verse 35, uh, 37. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. You turn away, you face trial, but this is one thing you have to have in mind. The reason why all this, because you have to love the Lord with all your heart. It didn't just, excuse me, it didn't just end there. Why do you need to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul? It also has to do with loving your neighbor as yourself. Not just loving the Lord. Sometimes we love God, we clap hands, we shout. Apostle Paul is telling the church of Ephesians, look, you don't just come to the church, clap hands, speak in tongue, 
pray but you need to love your neighbor as yourself how do you love yourself when you are buying clothes for someone what kind of clothes do you buy for the person and what kind of clothes do you buy for yourself that is the real love sometimes we claim we love people we get the best for ourselves when we are giving to someone we look for the cheap one is that love no you have to show the real love god gave christ he gave it completely for us that is real love agape love and he wants you to replicate the same love amen loving your neighbor as yourself because you do good for others the book of first corinthians 10 verse 24 it said, don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. Not for your own self only, but for the good of others. I love it. Because why? Love never fails. Every tongue's prophecy Revelation, everything must fail, but love never fail. It says in the first Corinthians 13, verse 8, it said, Prophecy and speaking in unknown tongues, unknown languages, and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Apostle Paul is saying, You don't just resist, you don't just look into the perfect will. The perfect law. But it also has to do with loving your neighbor as yourself. Because this love lasts forever. And I know BROC is a church of love. We are sure that have been found in love. If you can witness that with me. Because I've seen the love beyond expression. Beyond my, my thought, beyond my understanding. And I know this love will continue to abide with us. You know, if you look, another thing Apostle Paul talks about, he said, don't be drunk with wine, but because wine will ruin you. If you read the, uh, the verse 18, he said, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with what? Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. What does wine do? What is the, 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 you know, the system of alcohol? If you see the word, you know, that, that it has to do with drunkenness, it said intoxication, alcoholism, dipsomania. You know, the, the, when you get drunk, you forget yourself, right? That is what alcohol does. Now, look at this. Bible says in the book of Proverbs uh, 31 verse 4, it said, it is not for kings, oh, lemo, go gazelle and wine, rules, rulers should not crave for alcohol. So the word there, lomek, is children that have been dedicated to God. Now, are we children of God?
are we kings in the kingdom of God? Alcohol is not for you. Apostle Paul is telling him, look, I know there is a lot of alcohol, you know, spirit moving. But these are not for you because you guys have been set apart. You've been dedicated to the Lord. That is why this alcohol is not for you. So, to make it more, you know, more elaborated, you, know, you go to the Proverbs 20 verse 1. It said, wine produces mockers. Alcohol leads to browse. browse. It said, those who led astray by drinking cannot be wise. You know, I, I checked this word. Browsy. You know, it, it, it's, it talks about, you know, you taking alcohol, you know, like being a greedy in drinking alcohol it, it, it makes you to shout make a lot of noise you know you become so you know you don't know yourself you just disturb people so when you see people who drink alcohol on the street you know apostle paul i, I applaud for him he's you know he's very accurate <laughs> you know he know this is how people who drink alcohol behave it's, look guys if you take this alcohol if you take this wine, you're going to make unnecessary noise. And these noise are not being led by the Spirit of God. This is about flesh. You have to desist from it. Amen. So, not just would they become mockers, but they wouldn't be wise. But it's good for we to be wise. Why? That is why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, he said in the next word that he said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. What happened when we are filled with the Holy Spirit? It caused joy, celebration, singing, making melodies for God. First, it started with speaking in tongues, unknown language. So, in this place, I didn't see, I didn't, you know, put it in speaking in tongues because I believe and I understood that. The unspoken words are more greater, more higher than the one we open our right. Like last time we were taught in the leadership, unspoken word is more greater than the spoken one. So if you read with me uh, to the book of Acts 2, verse, six, uh, verse 4, it says, Everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in another language as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. As the Holy Spirit gave them this ability to do it, to speak in tongue. They all spoke in tongue. And also see in tongue as thoughts. So that takes you to the book of Colossians 3 verse 2. It said, think about the things of heaven. Think about the things of heaven. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, all your thought is about the things of heaven. In other words, everything concerning these earthly things, just, you know, they go aside. Then look at the life of Stephen. Even in, in the time of persecution, what happened? Acts 7 verse 55. The Bible says, But Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit, gazing steadily into heaven, and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Stephen was being stoned. But because he was filled in the Holy Spirit, 
He never looked at this guy's mistake and errors. He never considered of their, you know, the wrong they're doing to him, but he was focused. You know, he put all his mind, attention, things of heaven. And what happened? He saw the glory of the Lord. As you gaze into the heaven from this moment, may the Lord open your eyes to see the glorious throne and to see the revelation of Jesus that will lead you to salvation. Amen. So, another thing is all about living the right life. If you read Colossians 3 verse 16, it said, let the message about Christ in all its riches fill your life. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. It says, singing hymns, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful heart. That is what the Spirit of the Lord does. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, what happens? It teaches you. It cancels you. So, I, I know, I see, I, this is what I, I, I understand. I believe Holy Spirit is my reminder. We all put a reminder in our phone, right? Whenever I want to do something, it reminds you of what to do. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, there are things that you need to do you have not done. It reminds you. It, can, you know, it teaches you. You are going wrong. Come back. When this is what we need to pray for. This is what Apostle Paul was telling them. He said, you, you know, it makes you to sing, you know, making melodies. Why do we live the right life? And also, why do we allow the, the, the message of our Lord Jesus in its riches to fuel our life? So that because it makes us to understand who we are, and in other words, to present ourselves worthy, present ourselves acceptable to the calling. If you read, let's read the book, uh, book of Colossians 3 verse 17. The Bible said, whatever you do or say, do it as presentative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Whatever you do, do it. How does the representative of Jesus do? If I represent my father, if he sent me somewhere to preach, I have to, you know, carry the same character of him to that place. Whatever I do there, either I make him proud or disgrace him. Right? So when you are representing God, you need to ask yourself, what are the characteristics of Jesus? How will I present myself so that I will be acceptable with these things I'm doing? That's what, I, what the Lord is saying through Apostle Paul. And why do we need to present ourselves or do the right thing as a representative of Jesus, because we know we are chosen to be holy. We are chosen to be holy. That is why we are filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are expected to live a holy life because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, not the worldly spirit. 
the Holy Spirit makes you live holy. And the Bible said in Colossians 3 verse 12, it said, since God chose you to be holy, people he loves, he said, you must clothe yourself with what? Tender-hearted, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and what? Patience. You are choosing. You are choosing. By who? By God. Because he is holy. And you are expected to be holy. And when you, you, you are holy, when you carry the spirit of God in you, what did it produce? You find yourself. That is where you begin to work hard. To clothe yourself with this tender-hearted mercy. So that you can live with one another. So you can tolerate other people. Wrongs. The Bible said in Hebrews 12 verse 14. It said, walk out. It said, walk out living in peace with everyone. And walk out living a holy life. For those who are holy, who are not holy, will not see the Lord. So in other words, when you look at the message where the Apostle Paul was taking us from, is going back to where will you be when the Lord come? You get it. Everything you do takes you from the beginning. The caution is about where will you be when the Lord come? What is going to be your fate? He said, those who are not holy, we don't see who? The Lord. Not, not, not for you, not that you're not going to see him with your eyes. In other words, you're not going to sit with him in the kingdom of heaven. That is what I believe in seeing the Lord is all about. And seeing him who he is, enjoying his presence. And the last word, the last verse, is the book of Psalm. 119 verse 9. Some say this. This is what Sam asks. He said, how can a young person stay pure? And this is the answer. By obeying. The what? By obeying what? The only way for you to see the Lord is for you to bear the word. Who is the word? Jesus Christ, I pray and I declare, may the Holy Spirit who is inside of you give you the ability, the strength to obey the word that you will see the Lord. Shall we rise up on our feet? In your presence, that's where I belong. In your presence, oh Lord my God, in your presence, that's where I belong, seeking your face, touching your grace. 
in the cleave of the road. Yes, Lord Jesus, in your presence is where we want to be. I just want to be where you are, Lord. Dwelling daily in your presence. Be fixed at your table and being surrounded by your glory. In your presence, Lord, this is where we all want to be. Thank you for your word. Thank you for you have spoken to us. Thank you for reminding us of your second coming. We prayed and we declared that by your spirit we will do your will and we will be raptured with you. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be a guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website streamingrevival.com.